It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Keep it sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Ooh! So I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back Let's see if this can be a full episode Clearly I didn't have a song ready There were no songs that kind of spoke to me Um, My social media pages have been reactivated Um, Well yeah, the main ones anyway I was on the smaller one, like the Say Your Mind pod page And, you know, enjoying a little bit on TikTok Although that space is extremely anti-black as well in terms of like the algorithm. But what algorithm isn't at this point? So um, yeah, it's me, Kalechi, in the place to be. And you are listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. And you know, I might as well just jump right into it. I hope that you enjoyed the interviews that I had out for you last week. Um. The book, as you know, is called The Problem with My Normal Penis. But I was just saying whatever I liked. Gosh, gosh. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm glad that you, um, I hope that you enjoyed it. And the interview with Nana Mensa as well. Queen of Glory is the film. So I hope that you're checking it out. Um, yeah, I might as well just get into the things. Disneyland was good. Fucking expensive, my God. Um, I really tried to do up me and my son, me and my son to go and do enjoyment and reparent myself as well as giving him, you know, a childhood memory. Omar, if you can avoid it, don't be going there, you and your lonesome and your toddler, because they'll really, really show your nyash to the wind. They will expose your nyash to the wind. Don't get it twisted. One minute you're kicking, you're having fun, your besties, then they decide that they want to have a tantrum. And people are looking at you like, look at you, you single parent nigger bitch. Um, it's very, very bad. Um, and they're not even American because they'll be giving you ha ha, wee wee, ha ha ha. But um, anyway, it was, it was, it was great. It was great. Eurostar was decent on the way there, I guess. On the way back, not so much. That double decker train business that them men are doing, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand the numbering system Was sat in one carriage that was meant to be first class The guy comes through with, you know, me with Lev, our buggy This, that, this, that Oh, you, uh, sorry, you are in the wrong um, carriage Or you are in the wrong part of the train um, But what does that now mean that the train is moving And we can't physically go into the carriage that you said is ours no, they wanted me to get up with Lev and go and sit elsewhere. I said, you motherfuckers, man. But then when we finally changed at Lille to the Eurostar train, we had our seat, had some food. They gave Lev everything, um, you know, food wise. I definitely needed a glass of wine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was cute. It was cute. And then, um, then on his actual birthday, so we went the week before his birthday on his actual birthday, um, I'd had cupcakes made for him to take to nursery, um, had a cake made for the evening when we went to dinner, just, you know, with family. Um, and that was nice. Then that weekend we then went to Legoland Windsor and yeah, it was just all a vibe. Again, I just think like a lot of these places are so, so, so expensive. My God. Um, and in terms of cakes, I'm sorry. I just feel like 
you know, I appreciate everybody's hustle and I don't want to speak bad on anybody. Um, but I don't appreciate if you make a, ch- a cake for a child that when you do the modeling of the figures that's on the child, there's toothpicks that are inside and you didn't inform anybody. Like, how are you making a cake? And you're not saying, oh, by the way, this is how the cake is held up inside. Rah, rah, rah. You didn't say anything. No disclaimer, no nothing. Like, to me, that's very, very wild behavior. And I just feel like everybody's in a different space at the moment. So, you know, while I've used certain people before, I don't know if I'll be using them again because I just don't like that sort of thing. I don't like it. Um, Not informing when you're even about to show up for the delivery. Like, what is going on, black businesses? What's going on? No, honestly, let me not start shouting Um, I hope you lot enjoyed Carnival It looked like a vibe, it looked like a mood Um, You all seem well, I love that for you The live show is coming up, as we know It's getting ever closer now Ah, the pressure is getting wassa But no, actually, to be fair, there isn't much pressure Everything's been so cool Because I've got a great team working with me Everybody's on job Um And my mood has definitely changed from like a few weeks ago when I was just like, fuck this shit, man. Um, So yeah, it's it's all shaping up really well. I'm trying to source a second outfit. Um, Been working on that. Not too sold yet on what I I want to wear. And there's an event that I need to go to actually before um, the live show that is also taking up a lot of my headspace in terms of what I'm going to wear because um, I'm, Respectfully, I'm coming to annihilate everybody, you know, to to be fair, to be fair, to be honest, to be transparent. Um, and I love that for me. That's my Aries rising coming through. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward to the vibes, basically. So the live show is coming up, and I thought what would be really, really helpful because um I can imagine the you know, it's really dawning on me the number of people who are going to be at this live show and that the fact that they'll want to get this merch. So if you want to pick up your merch um on the day, um you'll be able to do that. Like basically, I'm gonna do a click and collect thing. So um by next week. I will announce it, but by next week, the merch for the live show will be online. So you can order your merch online to pick it up. I'm not shipping it nowhere. So don't order if you're listening out in, you know, wherever you're listening from in the Canada or, you know, wherever, like don't order if you're not actually going to be at the live show. You won't even be able to click it anyway. Hopefully I'll be able to do it correctly. So you can't kick it, uh, kick it. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. You won't be able to click it if you're not, um, you know, doing a click and collect ting. Um, I mean, if you want your brethren who lives in London to come and pick it up for you and they'll send it out to you, you can very much do that. But those who are ordering merch for the live show or just ordering merch generally um, in terms of the pins, uh, pins, I keep saying pins. Yeah, there will be the pins from the last live show and there will be the croc charms and the tote bags. You'll be able to order all of your bits online and then pick it up before the show. So the show starts at, is it six o'clock? The show starts. So you'll be able to pick your merch up from about, I believe, four, four, four-ish or 4.30. Between four and like five. Yeah, between four and five, I believe, you can pick up your merch and it will tell you the address very, very, very close by 
to Sadler's where you can um, just come and pick it up. Just give them your um, name, your reference number, and they'll give you your package with all your merch bits in it. I just think that that will ease it up because I could just imagine like bare people in the foyer area and it just feeling very, very mad and then people not getting the things that they want and then it's just chaos. However, whatever is left over, that for some reason people haven't managed to purchase online or they really want to risk it and be like, I'll see, I'll wait till I get there to get to the venue. There will be a small batch left, I imagine, at the um, venue that you can buy there. But I think that that would mean that it eases off on the person that's likely to be at front of house who will then be trying to sell all this merch to people. Um, So I'm just trying to think ahead. I'm just trying to make this a smooth, smooth flow for everybody. If you're coming to the after party, there will be a 360 camera there. So be prepared, have your poses ready especially since the tune is going to be it's the Benz Ponani woman is like so have your have your brock out uh, composure prepared yeah have your brock out stance ready to go um so yeah I think that those are all the notes that I <laughs> those are all the notes that I have I'm so used to like talking in meetings but I think that those are all the things that I have to tell you if there's anything I need to remember um, I'll let you know to for ease of mind if you're coming to the live show please pay attention to the say your mind pod Twitter and Instagram page as well as um, my page Kolechnikov just so if there's like last minute things you need to be told you can be told there as well um, but yeah I'm very much looking forward to it now we're getting closer and closer to the day and um, it's going to be a mood it's going to be a vibe I can't believe it I can't believe it but I'm very much looking forward to it imagine over well over 1000 people are coming to see me um at Sadler's Wells and it's amazing to me it's amazing to me because story time if you've been watching my insta lives i've done two insta lives i did one um on the say your mind page a few days ago well last week and then i did one on my main page once i reactivated it um and actually that's another point just because i've reactivated doesn't mean you need to start tagging me and shit like asking me to do things i'm not here for anybody for a little while um i'm just here for myself like because you're not with me shooting in the gym when i've got to keep myself going and doing all of these things so respectfully leave me the fuck alone unless you are like kelechi kelechi no no i'm trying to get in contact with you i have a g-wagon for you for your birthday if if, if it's not to gift me something i really want a fan you know them Dyson fans? I really want one of them things for this office space because it can get so hot. And it's good because then they can also be used as like heaters in the winter. Not that I'll be even heating this space because based on these energy prices that are going up, I'm just going to have to rely on not brushing my teeth. And you know when like your teeth aren't brushed and your breath is hot? Your breath is hot. Your breath is spicy. I have to come in here in the winter with my hot breath and then just kind of go... Oh, into the room and just heat it up that way because there is no way ain't no way for me to pay those bills if you send me that's meant to be aretha franklin i'm really really sorry but i tried anyway what was i saying so yeah like all of these people will be there and I don't want to be asked things in the lead up to the show because I need to conserve my energy so if you're not it's not a g-wagon if it's not my fan if it's not you know any little cute bits if it's not like oh Kelechi here's a ticket to uh, the Singapore Grand Prix or I don't know the Brazilian Grand Prix the Mexican Grand Prix or the Austin Texas Grand Prix like if it's not any of those things leave me alone 
Okay, thank you so much. But of course, send me your letters and all of those things to the SYM at Kelechio Carfor page. Um, I'm SYM at KelechioCarfor.com email address. I'll be more than happy to read it. But where I was actually going with all of this is that like, yeah, all of these people are coming to see me, me one. You don't know what I'm going to be doing. Wow, justice card. That's me, Libra. Um, All these people are coming to see me and it warms my heart. It warms my heart because actually taking some time to be introspective, taking some time to myself to really keep going within because we're still currently in my 12th house perfection year. Right. And a lot of things I've had to kind of look at a lot of things and say like, is this serving me? Is this working for me? There's been like, even looking at my own behaviors, like, is this working for me? Can I continue with this? Do I want to continue down this path? And there are so many things that I'm looking at, like, no, I don't want to do that right now. I'm not writing it off forever, but I just don't want to do that right now. So I talked about the fact that even in terms of acting, I told my agents um, the other day that, you know, don't put me up for no more self tapes. I don't, I'm not, I have got, I haven't got a single self tape left in me, not a single one. And you know, like I've been saying on a podcast for ages, but this is the problem with this podcast because sometimes I say things in a very funny way or just my natural disposition, my natural demeanor, things sound funny when they come out of my mouth. People think, don't really realize when I'm being deadly serious, unless like my voice really changes and I start cussing. But I wasn't joking, like, and as a generator, because again, you know, I like, I like reading into human design as well as like my astrology and actually human design and astrology are linked. But my point is I was looking at it and I was just like, what makes me feel sad? What makes me feel like frustrated? And what makes me feel frustrated is sending out endless self tapes when I know that I'm great for that role. Like I know that I would absolutely boss that role. And then I don't get I you know I, or I get a call back and they're like oh you were amazing but you're too you know you're too young for the role but why did you ask to see me then why did you why did you try to love me then why did you want to hold my body why 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 Jermaine sorry that was random um but no honestly you just kind of think to yourself like rah this is really disheartening and for somebody that's been at it for a number of years I just messaged my agents and I was just like I'm not doing this no more like I just need a I actually said I just don't want to do this anymore like I know that I'm extremely talented I know that I'm one of the best actresses going but I'm not going to be going doing basketball in this country in this Britain for an unnamed character who has two lines like I've auditioned for upcoming top boys I've auditioned for this that this that and if you see the roles it's just like are you lot fucking serious like no cap like do you know who the fuck I am like not even because of like my social media platform or anything but like at the same time exactly because of that come on it just doesn't make sense to me it literally just doesn't make sense to me and I had to kind of like look at it and just say nah um I don't want to be doing all of this anymore auditioning for these like roles that make no sense in the trajectory of who I am and what I'm capable of meanwhile in America whenever the American castings come over they're like oh you know these proper chunky meaty roles but at the same time you're not actually in America so then there's going to be that working against you as well um in terms of the whole process like you have to be more than good now like you have to be more than excellent now and sometimes you, you you ain't got it but at the same time I think to myself like whatever is in your destiny won't pass you by obviously you have to do the work but at the same time I'm comfortable knowing that I've done enough work and so I said that to them and my agents got back to me and um they were like 
well, fine, we won't send you any more self-tapes for now, but we're not going to keep trying on your behalf. We believe in you. You're amazing. You're amazing. And we're going to keep going. But yeah, you take your break. It's funny how I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. And they were like, yeah, you take your break. We'll see you in five. Um, and sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need people who won't let you give up. You know, sometimes you need that. And I don't actually think that I have that many people like that in my life. Like not just who say, oh, don't give up. And they can't tell you why you like the kind of people who will tell you do not give up. And these are the exact reasons that you cannot give up, bitch. You need to keep going because you are the best motherfucker to ever, ever, ever do this. Keep going. Sometimes you need that. You need people to gas you up to the extent that you're like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to take a nap. And when I wake up, I'll be back on this thing. Um, so that, yeah, so that really kind of, you know, that, that helped. Um, but I just had to kind of be like acting. So I just changed my bio. Like my bio just says, Collection of Studio, Say Your Mind Pod, Sally and HR. That is it. I don't need to be explaining anything else. Like when you, when you know, you know in it. If you don't know, you were never meant to know. Keep it moving. Um, and so, yeah, looking at things in my life that I wanted to shed, even however momentarily, like everything, everything has been under review. Friendships like um working um relationships in terms of like who's working with me for me all of that stuff like looking at everything and being like even the studio like do I want to keep running this pole dance studio do I want to keep doing these things and just being okay with like I don't want my ego to get involved with this conversation I don't want my mind to get involved with this conversation how does it feel in my body because as as a generator I was reading what Jade was saying that if you spread yourself too thin that's when you'll be frustrated because you'll be like oh nothing is moving the way that I want it to because you're all of your energy scattered so I had to look at everything and be like am I okay in putting my energy into all of these things that I've currently got going on freaking out even marriage I was just like do I have the energetic um to 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 be giving to other people and to be holding space in this way like I need to really reevaluate everything everything was under review and continues to be under review because let me tell you something listen well well like I refuse to be taken down or taken out by any aspect of anything in this life anything at this point that feels like it's um causing me stress and I'm a left breast like I don't I don't I don't know if I'm gonna you know, just be like, oh, I'll keep going, whatever it is, whatever it is. So everybody has been put on notice. And I feel like a lot of people feel it like, oh, Kalechi's not playing. Like anybody can get dropped at any time, any motherfucking body, any motherfucking body can get dropped at any motherfucking time, but it needs to be that way. Because I think that we need to be more diligent in fighting for our own peace of mind. I got to find peace of mind. I got to find peace of mind. You got to fight for your own peace of mind, man, because nobody's just going to come and hand it to you on a plate. Like it's always there for you. So it's not like something that you like necessarily externally, um, externally need to battle for, but you have to prioritize it. And that's what I've been thinking and telling myself and being like, I must prioritize me. And that's really meant looking at all the ways that I'm putting other people ahead of myself. Um, So I hope that that revelation helps people. But the reason that that needed to be done is because I just noticed like how much I swallow a lot of like nonsense. I swallow a lot of shit, you know, and you swallow a lot of shit, not literally. I know some of you, that's your kink, not shaming, but sometimes please shame. Um, But, you know, you swallow a lot of shit in the name of, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, oh, tolerate this thing now because of tomorrow, tomorrow. So now we can really do story time. Because like I said, I was on um, Insta Live talking about this. So some of you have like, I've already heard this, but no, there's actually an update. So you haven't heard this update. 
Good morning, Britain. Good morning. Good morning, Bumba Clark is going to be the name of this episode. Yeah, maybe. Maybe good morning, Blood Clark. Um, um, good morning, Britain. I was meant to go on. And I had to wait to tell this story because I had to wait for certain people to leave their jobs or, you know, reshuffle this, that, this, that. Like the the request was made of me. And because I like the person that requested it, I was like, fine, I'll hold tight. So I've alluded to it in a couple of episodes, but I haven't talked about it full throttle. So Good Morning Britain, I was meant to go on to talk about R. Kelly and um, how they were think they the debate that week was going to be, oh, should... Um, the money that R. Kelly gets from Should R. Kelly's music be left on streaming platforms Because, you know, of all of the things that he's done And my thing was how Did they have this conversation about Harvey Weinstein's films that he produced, right? So initially I was just like Yeah, maybe you should remove it And I thought like There are people who are not complicit In whatever the fuck R. Kelly was doing Why do they now lose their their royalties and things like that Because of of his heinous fuckery, Right? So my thing is like his profits, the money that he would get from these things should be redirected to help people who um, have, you know, experienced the harm, the type of harm that he has caused, Um, you know, organizations that deal with that. That is what I think is more conducive. However, that was too nuanced for them. No, they wanted me to be staunchly on one side arguing the thing. But the thing is, as you grow in this life, you really start to see the gray areas. You really start to see the minutia. You need to, you really start to see like things, how things overlap and how things um, kind of, I was going to say intersect, but I think you lot have beaten that word into the ground. Jesus of the intersections. Hey, Jesus of the Kimberleys, Jesus. Anyway, but you start to see how things kind of merge and all of that stuff. And so I thought to myself, well, this is where I stand on it. I didn't really want to go on because I'd actually cussed them before they emailed me when Piers Morgan used to be, or Piss Morgan used to be on there. And they were like, oh, would you come on us? I like, don't ever in your motherfucking life email me about coming on that show. So that, that tight shirt necked motherfucker can scream in my face. I think the fuck not. Okay. So never heard from them again. Anyway, cut to now when it's like, oh, would you consider going on? I don't really want to go on, but sure, whatever, you know, whatever. Like if it will mean promoting the live show, then fine. Okay. That, and that showed me how I was trying, I was um, deviating from my, from my design type as a generator with sacral authority. I'm only meant to do things that excite me literally inside my vagina inside my vagina if it doesn't excite me I'm not meant to say like yes to it because it's only going to bring me palaver later on it was the same with that fucking woman's hour and that fucking hard prick that harsh highlighter and they actually know each other the person I'm about to tell you the story of um it all inter intertwines it all intersects Jesus of the Crenshaws um anyway so uh will you go on because it'll be good way to promote the live show all right fine fine because then i'll be talking about something that i know something about and whatever else cool um so had the discussion with them they were trying to get me to kind of choose one side the white woman i think one of the producers spoke to me um and another thing is about like respecting people's time in it because they were like oh um I had an event to do with Irene TTYA at Soho House, um, one of the Soho Houses, so um, 180, 180 House. I had an event to do with her on that Thursday morning um, at 9.30. For me to do um, Good Morning Britain would have meant that I'd need to go early, early. 
in the morning um, And even then One of the, the producer That spoke to me The day before Was still like Oh yeah We can't really let you know Until later on This afternoon I mean they'd asked me For the week before But they were saying That they wouldn't be able To let me know Until the day before Like in the afternoon That's not how I plan my life Like I've literally Got a child And I think that many people Miss this because I do so many different things I've literally got a child So I need to plan Childcare Or different things For you know For a number of facets Of my life So you will need to let me know With some expediency Oh no that's how we work All right, fine I will tolerate it On this time um, You know on this occasion But again you see how I'm coming out of my design type In order to accommodate this thing Um, So then they say, okay, you're going to have to get here early. And I said, I need to be um, at the Strand or um, by, you know, nine something. Oh, well, wouldn't it be quicker for you to get Tube? Are you all right? Are you all right? I should go and get the Central Line because you don't want to book a taxi for me to come on somewhere that you're not even lightly paying. Nah, nah, it's like everybody or you're not paying that much. Like, let's all be serious. Like, I, I was like, no, you can book that car. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. No, 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 sure. Of course, of course. Anyway, cut a very long story short. They then come back and they say, um, off the record, as it was meant to be, but this is still off the record as far as I'm concerned. Oh, that when they had their meeting to discuss, um, did I even tell you about her reaction? When I kept saying, when I kept like kind of sitting on the fence, I don't think it was sitting on the fence. I think it was a definite solution that was just more humane than they than they were expecting when I said like I would prefer for his money to be sent to organizations or redirected to organizations. The white woman was like, Yeah, of course. Um, and I said, but you know, me personally, if I was in charge and doing what I wanted to do without considering other people's feelings and things like that, I would take his music off the um, um streaming platforms and try to erase him from history. Oh, I love that. I yeah, you know, it'll be great to talk about that in more depth. No, I'm not talking about that in more depth on live TV. You're mad. I'm not doing that. Anyway, I'm sticking to the point that I said I was going to make, but apparently it was too lukewarm for them. But with that, imagine that my view was too lukewarm. Meanwhile, when they had that meeting about who they wanted as the potential guest, the editor of Good Morning Britain or one of the editors of Good Morning Britain when he heard that it was me that he, that um that was uh that they had as a potential guest he was like no not her she's too extreme as long as i'm here she's never going to be on the show look what she did to the bbc no no um think about the the complaints the this the that bare excuses bare excuses so they come back and they say oh but you know Whatever it's meant to be off the um, off the record, and I thought about that, and I thought, imagine little old me, little old Kalechi, just minding her business and striking fear into the heart of this editor in this way. Interesting, isn't it? These white men who I don't know how they would have come about me or come across me, but they hear my name and their heart starts doing bongo sakanka, bongo sakanka. That's not my problem. That is not my problem because I've just been out here speaking my truth in it. Funny though, because then that very episode that I was going to be on. Of Good Morning Britain They had Bernie Eccleston on that very same episode And he was talking about taking a bullet for Vladimir Putin But somehow that is not extreme The comments that he made as a white Crusty man who is Literally teetering at the gate Of Hades Like he can make all of these comments That are right wing as far as I'm concerned And it's like no you know, he can come on, he's not extreme. Then weeks later, they had on Andrew Pierce talking shit about black people. Um, and after even talking shit about black people and it being met with uproar, they had him on again a few days later to talk again 
And that's not extremist at all, but it's me, Kelechi Oluwa Fumilayo Okafo, that's extreme. Thunder, fire your ancestors' anus. Like, let's be serious. Because this, and funny that that comes soon after, oh, Afua Hershey's then told she can't be in, is it Pall Mall or somewhere, Parliament something, something for her extreme views. The same way that they co-opted woke, the same way that they co-opted so many terms, they're now trying to convolute what extreme means in this society because they wanted to apply to anybody that does not agree with white supremacy in any way whatsoever. And everybody has their different like points in it, their litmus test and what they're willing to do and say in, in order to tackle all of this fuckery that's happening. I am surprised that they saw that um, saw Afua as extreme, but you know, each to their own, but that definitely means that if Afua is extreme, then I'm extreme as fuck in their eyes, then I would imagine. But, um, yeah, I just, I was really, at first I was upset by it because I thought here I am being shown yet again, the way that people or the ways in which people will be in rooms and they will try to blackball me. They'll try to stop me from getting to the places or platforming me um, because they want to stop me getting to places because they don't want me to have too much power. But the thing is with, um, uh, Mars and Capricorn at an exalted degree, you can't actually stop me. You can't actually stop me. You you can't stop me. Where I'm going is where I'm going in this life. Like I will use this marketplace of this earth and, and I will sell my wares and I'll be celebrated for it. And there's no single motherfucker that will stop me. Look at homegirl um, that decided that, oh, that told me that I'm not a household name. It's not like you're a household name. Every time she sees my name pop up, I'm sure that her, 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 wrinkled, her wrinkled clitoris is shriveling at the thought of it. It is. Because this is what happens. Anybody, any tongue that rises up against me will fall. There is no two ways about it. They will fall. Like, so just bear that in mind the next time that you decide that you want to be a fucking idiot. But I say all of that because that day I went to go and see my agents and they were like, yeah, you know, um, we think that we should start looking for more work for you outside of the US. But that was, you know, well before I said, actually don't look for any work for me. Everybody leave me alone. Um, But it's interesting that that guy said that, that I'm extreme. But what I find more sad is the black woman who was in the middle of all of this, who would who was basically trying to justify their views like, oh, but you know, Kelechi is a bit like Marmite, isn't she? She's rather controversial. And I'm, you know, I have wor- worries about asking her to come on the show because I don't want to lose my job. Why do you lot try to, why do you fellow black women that, that somehow see yourself as above me because you could never, ever be, let's be, let's be serious. Even if we're both lying down on the ground, there is no way in this life you would even be above me then, or that would be on any sort of the same level. And we're still lying on the same ground. But, but my point is, why do you black women who see yourself in this way? Why do you think anybody gives a fuck about your opinion? Like, I don't know how you got to that opinion, but why do you think that I would care about it? Why do you need to make me sound like this sort of rabid beast that is uncontrollable? Have you seen the work that I have on the BBC iPlayer here, on this one there, on this one there? Like, I'm about, I've done how many news interviews? I've been on how many radio shows? I've done how many shows generally? And can you not see the eloquence? Can you not see the articulation? Can you not see the composure? You wish anybody in your lineage could rock like this, this zhuzh, this charisma, the way that I do, they can't, they cannot. There isn't a single motherfucker that can. 
a solo podcast where I'll just be talking up and down like a talker. And yet how many thousands of people tune in because charisma, baby, charisma, get it immediately. And I'll be doing all of this And then you'll be talking about me Like I'm this wild unhinged person I There is a method to my perceived madness Okay Because through me living my authentic Living as my authentic self It gives permission to other people's in where, um, Other people's Other people in ways that you cannot imagine And I think it is something to do with When you have a Scorpio um, You know A Mercury in Scorpio Mercury in the eighth house That you'll be just minding your business Speaking your truth Nobody has to tune in to listen to this podcast every week yet they do i'm just here speaking about my perspective my truth the way that i see the world yet somehow how when i share that on social media or wherever the hell that i share it it's triggering other people that can't tap into their truths oh sometimes i don't agree with you that means that sometimes you're wrong <laughs> that means that sometimes you're wrong that's something for you to unpack that's got nothing to do with me oh I know that Kalechi, no, 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 nothing to do with Kalechi. All of you go and work it out amongst yourselves because I've been on this path well before some of you even decided that you wanted to put your shoes on. So leave me alone. But I just find it so interesting that a white man will be making decisions from a very white man space and you as the black woman will come and try and justify it by shitting on me. Like, oh, well, you know, she's, I, I did listen to a Twitter space of hers before. Oh, so you follow me actively and you listen to this, but somehow you didn't know all of the other things that I do. Either engage or don't engage at all, please, because this is actually ridiculous. Now, when the examples are given to you about, oh, but look, you had Bernie Eccleston. Look, you had Andrew Pierce. Gosh, she's not the only black woman in the world. We've had other black women on. What, like Dominique Samuels? That, 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 that Tory one that will just be saying the most flagrant, most harmful, most inflammatory shit that um, when it comes to black people, you've had her on, right? So those are the black people that you're happy to have on. They're not extreme at all. It's me. Oh yeah, but there isn't proof of these people dragging people for filth um, on um, on Twitter. Yeah, my reputation precedes me. I get the job done. I get the job done. And if they, sometimes if people don't want to respect you, they're going to have to fear you in the first, first instance. What do you want me to do about that? Because let me tell you something, right? There is no MP. There is no black female MP that we have in this country at this moment that could withstand the things that I have withstood in terms and and be able to chat back and not feel no way about it because everybody else feels like they've got something to lose. While I might while I might have things to lose, I don't see life that way. I operate from a space of abundance in that I have all of this energy and all of these thoughts and all of these opinions and all of this heart and passion, and I will share it regardless. And there isn't anybody that's going to make me feel bad for doing that. And so I am taking this time as a public service announcement to just be like, I will continue walking my truth. If you don't agree with anything that I do in any way, I implore you, do not come and tell me. Don't tell me because all I'm going to do in my mind is instantly send a hex your way because clearly you're somebody that needs to be warded off. I don't give a fuck if you don't like the tarot. I don't give a fuck if you don't like Sarah in the HR. I don't give a fuck if you don't like my opinions. I don't give a fuck if you don't like my perspectives on anything. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a motherfuck. Keep your opinions to yourself. Oh, mommy, why is that woman swearing? Again, I don't give a fuck. You chose to listen when you were listening. Don't tell me, oh, my partner thinks that you swear too much. Fuck your partner, G. Fuck your partner. 
Oh, my colleague thinks, fuck your customer. Fuck everybody. Don't tell me about any fucking body because I don't give a fuck anymore. And I'm saying this from such an open space. It's not about anger. It's not about anything. It's coming from a genuine open space that I am rigorously living my life the way that I want to live my life. And I don't want to, I don't care for anybody's um, um, validation. I don't care for anybody's opinion. You don't have to think of me as perfect because I'm perfect. What? In the eyes of my creator. I don't have to make sense to you for me to be valid. I do not. None of us have to really. So I will walk my path. And it's just interesting that I'm there showing grace, waiting for that person, that black woman to move on, to do what she needs to do before I actually tell this story. Because again, I show people grace in ways that they will never, ever show me. Right. And I find that very interesting. I'm always asked to be the bigger person. Meanwhile, I'm also simultaneously the wild, untamable animal. Everybody needs to get their story straight and just admit that I am one of the greatest people that you've ever interacted with or listened to. And once you can make peace within, within yourself, about that truth and understand that it doesn't take anything away from you because you're also amazing yourself within reason. Some of you are haters, but you're also amazing yourself. Like step into your truth. If you stood in your light and if you shone your light as bright, brightly as you could, you wouldn't be worried about what my light is doing. And that is the problem. So many people are cowering in their darkness and just by seeing me exploring my light, it's really getting to them. Sort yourselves out. Sort yourselves out before 2022. Because let me tell you something, baby. By 2024, life is going to look very, very different. By 2025, Jesus of the Americas, things will be very different. So I implore you to get on board now. Get with the winning team immediately, ho. Oh, well, that needed to come off my chest. But anything, all of the update that I was going to say about that guy is that the one that said I can't, that I won't come on Good Morning Britain for as long as he is working there. Where are you working now? You've apparently left your position, Abby. Because again, I said, and even if you feel like, oh, you're moving, you're moving on up, you're moving into hell. You're moving into hell and it will never, ever, 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 ever be well with you. It isn't well with anybody who has tried me. I know that Emma is there somewhere suffering and everybody's suffering will be brought to the front of me for me to review, for the ancestors to, to let me know. The ancestors want to let me know that Kelechi, nobody that comes for you for no fucking reason when you're just out there minding your business, being a bent Ponani womanist, being a baby girl, nobody that comes against you lives well thereafter so all of these things will come in their due to, in, you know in their due course all i'm doing for now is just like waiting waiting for the and and surrendering to divine timing and knowing that everything will happen as it should and um yeah being okay with that i'm not forcing anything sometimes i get frustrated like i put this out i made this why isn't this popping why isn't omar the things can pop when they want as long as I um, got my roof over my head, I can eat, I can look after my child, I can be cute, you know, I can laugh, I can kiki with my, with my people then. Like, it's all good. It's all good. Like, uh, I don't have time for things anymore. And I hope that you understand that. I hope that, that really resonates this week in that don't bring me any more drama. I don't want to know. As soon as I de- um, reactivated the other day on Twitter, someone was like, oh, I'm so glad you're back. I can't wait for you to start tearing singlets. I rebuke it I rebuke it Tearing singlets I didn't even want to talk about the Grand Prix the, uh, What last week or even this week I just don't want to know anymore I'm not supporting anybody I don't want to know anymore I say that but then I, all I've been doing is supporting Because it's in my nature It's just my natural 
disposition to care about people and things and principles um, as much as I wouldn't want to sometimes. Um, but I'm not even going to fight it. Whatever I feel called to talk about is what I'll talk about. And what I don't feel called to talk about, I won't talk about it. It's really that simple. I've really talked for ooh, a while and I haven't even gotten into the meat of the episode. So let's just do that. But I felt like I needed to do that little story time, give that little tea um, and just literally say, fuck you to that editor. And you know what? Black woman, sort yourselves, sort yourself out. Black women like her, sort yourselves out. Um, But yeah, like... Fuck you all. Fuck you all for thinking that you're going to stop me in any way because I can't be stopped. Can't stop, won't stop, baby. Yeah? This is the order of the most high. This is the order of the divine. And it's just going to happen whether you like it or not. So um, either get with or get the fuck out of the way. Um, Let's go to the tarot letter that I chose for this week. Uh, Let's see here. It says here, hi Kalechi, I just want to start off and say I love the podcast and I tune in every week. Okay, so let me get straight into, I still live at home and every morning my mum blasts the radio as I'm getting ready for work. This particular morning, 25th of July, 2022, I happened to be paying attention. A caller I recognized called into the station and I was so taken aback. I've blocked this person from my life for various reasons. So to hear their voice on the radio on a random Monday morning was shocking. I wanted to message them, but chose against it because I, as I mentioned before, I've blocked them from my life. So I went on about my day. When I unlocked my phone later on, I stumbled upon um, my phone memories and a picture of them pops up. Now, I don't believe in coincidences, so I took it as the universe trying to tell me something. Or maybe your phone's listening to you. Um, I don't know if the universe is signaling for me to make amends or this is further reinforcement that them no longer being in my life is, is best. Hopefully the tarot cards can help clarify this for me. Thank you for sharing your birthday with me. Um, that looks like you are a hmm what is that Sagittarius yeah Sagittarius Ooh, why do I do that every time I hear Sagittarius what is this sign for this person's spirit what's this sign meant to mean hearing them on the radio and then seeing them on the phone afterwards is this a sign to reach out is it a sign to stay away oh what is the message Spirit, let's see. Okay. Oh, interesting. Interesting. The first card that we've got out. And it's interesting because we're still in Virgo season. And you sent this message a while back. So I don't even know what you've done since because you might have already reached out because this is what this is feeling like. Um, okay. All right. Okay, just looking at all the cards out. I'm just going to tell you what I see. It looks like you've already reached out or that you reached out before and then you had to walk away because there was some kind of heartbreak and all the work that you put in to um, being in relation to them in whatever capacity, um, it felt like what you got, what you put in wasn't what you got out. But this is a time for you to take your power back and you're just being shown what it's how powerful you are, how um, steady you can stand in yourself since being away from them. Because I say all of this because we've got the Hermit card in reverse. We've got the Eight of Cups in reverse. We've got the Three of Swords upright. We've got the Eight of Pentacles in reverse. We've got the Three of Pentacles in reverse. And then we've got the Magician card. So it feels like you started in that Hermit 
sort of energy where you did reach out, even though you knew that that wasn't what was best for you. Um, but, but you had good intentions and you wanted to see if it was possible to make something work. But eventually you could see that it required you to walk away because um, we see that this figure is still holding the staff that they're holding on the hermit card. They're holding it in the eight of cups when they're walking away. Um, you tried in so many ways to try to stay, even though your heart was being broken in so many ways. It felt like infidelity somehow. I don't know how, or just like just heartbreak or people weren't being straightforward, but there was definitely betrayal somewhere and it really hurt you. Um, and ultimately that came because you put a lot of effort, you put a lot of you into it, but you weren't getting anything back from the situation, whether it was like, um, things that happened behind friends backs or anything or, or you but then what we then see is that your wand has turned into a sword when we look at the magician card in that you've learned so much you've grown so much mentally since all of these things have happened and so you're being um, encouraged to stay away like stay away you can't we've um 10 of wands is at the bottom of the deck in reverse you can't keep taking paracetamol for other people's headaches you're trying to carry other people's loads on your head like you can't sometimes you can't love people to their healing you can't love people into their healing you can't love people into wanting to heal you have to be okay with saying that this is my load and this is your load you carry your load don't come and put my load on your on your load on my head because oftentimes that's what we see happening in relationships usually it's cishet women that want to do this a lot as well. Like you feel like um, how you um, express love is that you'll be sitting down, you've got your own basket of uh, of wares and your own loads that you need to be carrying and you want to carry it on top of your head. Meanwhile, you see somebody with their own load and that they're not even, they haven't packed it properly. They haven't wrapped it properly. They haven't done anything. It's all scattered. And you're like, oh, let me help you wrap that. Show you how to wrap that. Then you've wrapped it for them. Then they're looking at the basket. They don't want to put it on top of their head. And you're like, oh, you know what? Let me show you how to carry it. They know how to carry the thing. They know how to carry the thing. And if they don't know how to carry the thing, you know what? There are services that can help them figure out how to carry that thing. It's not you, baby. It's not for you to now be doing all of that because what happens is then you're trying to carry two baskets on your head and then you're wondering why your neck's hurting. Oh, I'm so stressed. I'm so depleted of energy. Lord, I don't like being dragged in this way. But you're like, oh, I'm depleted. I'm, I don't have energy. What's all of this? What's all of this? Meanwhile, your hands are full from carrying everybody's bags, like your 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 while still trying to balance so many things on top of your head and, and still keep moving. And you're trying to move in a society that's put oil on the floor as well. And so you could slip up at any time. Like at least if the oil is going to be on the floor, don't be carrying other things that that just make your life much, much like harder. Like be able to navigate the slippery floor with free hands and just, you know. Being, just being able to move freely and that's what your message feels like don't go and don't go back in because all you'll be tempted to do is carry somebody else's um stuff and because you're still still a bit fragile mentally daughter of swords which reads as the page of swords in this you're still a bit fragile mentally you're still trying to figure out your sense of self you've got seven of wands here you're still trying to figure out you you're still trying to figure out your connection to divinity your connection to the universe this is not your time this is not the time ace of pent um, ace of cups in reverse to be pouring all of your energy into somebody else like you've got to save it for you i had an amazing reading from this guy the other day it's the first man that's read for me properly i had a no yeah i'd say properly i've had like other readings, two other readings from men that I didn't really enjoy. Um, 
in terms of tarot readings, by the way. Um, but this guy was amazing. Like he only charged $22.22 as well, which I just thought was ridiculous. So I paid him way more because he went on for over three hours. I think we were talking in this tarot reading. My tarot readings are like 45 minutes and done because I know what my energy um, expenditure is when I'm doing those readings and I'm channeling. Meanwhile, he was there chatting with me for going on three hours um, for over three hours um, about the different things that came up and it was just so beautiful I have to what I'll do is I'll um, in the caption I'll put the link to his TikTok page and you can contact him because he deserves all of the support like he is amazing but at the same time I say that and I always have to add the caveat that I do not know what he's like with um, he's a black man um, but I don't know what he's like with marginalized um, communities of people. So I can't speak to how he necessarily engages with um, queerness or things like that. So just feel him out for yourself. I'm speaking as my, my immediate experience of him. But I do feel like I need to say that because I don't want to put anybody in any unsafe situations. And this is why I don't tend to recommend things to people because I don't want you now to come and tell me story, story later and be like, this happened, this happened. So I don't tend to recommend things because I can't vouch for other people's character. But I do know that the reading that I had from, from him was bossy. Um, so yeah, anyway, I pray that that tarot message resonates. Um, if you want to ask any tarot questions, you can send it to sym at kalechiokafo.com. I am making my way through all of your messages. So South African baby girl, I pray that that resonates with you. Anyway, let me big up the first of this week's show sponsors who are BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's Better H-E-L-P. Um, this week we're exploring what it means to overthink. It's funny because I've done something with I am whole when we're talking about overthinking as well. And sometimes when you get backlash, sometimes the way that I get backlash, you tend to want to, you know, interrogate everything and think about every possible aspect of everything. And then you get stuck in thinking about those things rather than surrendering, letting go and just moving on and recentering yourself. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in a problem solving mode or just stay in a peaceful mode generally when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. Um, I talk about how much I enjoy therapy. I'm not currently um, in therapy at the moment, but it has made such a difference to how I go about interacting with um, conflict and, you know, challenging my thoughts as well as other people's thoughts and being able to stand in the truth of what it means to be me. Hence the monologue that I gave you earlier. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with the therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. So when you want to be a better problem solver and live your truth, as I would say, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash your mind. That's betterhelp.com slash your mind today and get 10% off your first month. So go and check it out. Betterhelp.com forward slash your mind and see if it helps you to um, connect with a deeper you. All right. So let's get to share your magnificence. 
Firstly, I just want to say I'm so glad that Awami Davis has been found alive and well because usually when black women, black girls go missing, that is, you know, it's usually a sad story that, you know, a, a, a sad outcome that we get after that. So I'm glad that she's well, but also fuck the police again. I just wanted to put that there. But that's not what we're focusing on for Shay Your Magnificence. I saw this um, interesting story and I wanted to share it with you. So um, there's a group that, goes around wiping out people's medical debt. So soon after giving birth to a daughter two months premature, Terry Logan received a bill from the hospital. She recoils from the string of numbers separated by commas. This is in America, by the way, if you haven't guessed. Logan, who was a high school math teacher in Georgia, shoved it aside and ignored subsequent bills. She was a single mom who knew she had no way to pay. I avoided it like the plague, she says, but avoidance didn't keep the bills out of mind. The weight of all of that medical debt, oh man, it was tough, Logan says. Every day I'm thinking what I owe, how I'm going to get out of this, especially with the money coming in just not being enough. Then a few months ago, nearly 13 years after her daughter's birth and many anxiety attacks later, Logan received some bright yellow envelopes in the mail. They were from a non-profit group telling her it had bought and then forgiven all those past medical bills. This time, it was a very different kind of surprise. Wait, what? Who does that? RIP Medical Debt does. The nonprofit has boomed during the uh, the pandemic, freeing patients of medical debt, thousands of people at a time. Its novel approach involves buying bundles of delinquent hospital bills, debts incurred by low-income patients like Logan, and then simply erasing the obligation to pay them. It's a model developed by by two former debt collectors, Craig Antico and Jerry Ashton, who built their careers chasing down patients who couldn't afford their bills. They would have conversations with people on the phone and they would understand and have better insights into the struggles people were challenged with, um, says Alison Sesso, RIP CEO. Eventually, they realised they were in a unique position to help people and switch gears from debt collection to philanthropy. That uh, What triggered the change of heart for uh, Ashton was meeting activists from the Occupy Wall Street movement in 2011 who talked to him about how to help relieve Americans' debt burden. As a bill collector, collecting millions of dollars in medical associated bills in my career, now um, all of a sudden I'm reformed. I'm a predatory giver, okay, Ashton said in a video. Um, After helping Occupy Wall Street activists buy debt for a few years, Antico and Ashton launched RIP Medical Debt in 2014. They started raising money from donors to buy up debt in secondary on secondary markets where hospitals sell debt for pennies on the dollar to companies that profit when they collect on that debt RIP buys the debts like just and just like any other collection company would except instead of trying to profit they send out notices to consumers saying that their debt has been cleared to date RIP has purchased 6.7 billion dollars in unpaid debt and relieved 3.6 million people of debt the group says retiring $100 um, in debt costs an average of $1. Wow. 
RIP bestows its blessings randomly. Seso says it just depends on which hospital's debts are available for purchase. So nobody can come to us, raise their hand and say, I'd like to relieve my debt, she says. Yet RIP is expanding the pool of those eligible for relief. Seso said that with inflation and job losses stressing poor and more families, the group now buys delinquent debt for those who make as much as four times the federal poverty level um, up from twice the poverty level. A surge in recent donations from college students to philanthropist Mackenzie Scott, who gave $50 million in late 2020, is fueling RIP's expansion. That money enabled RIP to hire staff and develop software to comb through databases and identify targeted debt faster. New regulations allow RIP to buy loans directly from hospitals instead of just on the secondary market, expanding its access to the debt. Seso says the group is constantly looking for new debts to buy from hospitals. Call us. We want to talk to every hospital that's interested in retiring debt. Seso emphasizes that RIP's grown business is nothing to celebrate. It means that millions of people have fallen victim to a US insurance and healthcare system that's simply too expensive and too complex for most people to navigate. Um, more than half of US adults say they, they've gone into debt in the past five years and because of medical or dental bills. Um, a quarter of adults with healthcare debt owe more than $5,000 and about one in five with any amount of debt say they don't expect to ever pay it off. RIP is one of the only ways patients can get immediate relief from such debt. Um, that was said by Jim Branscombe, a major donor. Policy change is slow. Numerous factors contribute to medical debt, he says, and many are difficult to address. Rising hospital and drug prices, high out-of-pocket costs, less generous insurance coverage and widening racial inequalities in medical debt. The pandemic, Branscombe adds, exacerbated all of that. The pandemic has made it simply much more difficult for people running up incredible medical bills that aren't covered. Branscombe says he is a longtime advocate for the poor in Alapakia. Is it Alapachia? Appalachia, is it? You lot in your names, ma'am where he grew up and where he says chronic diseases make medical debt much worse. It undermines the point of care in the first place. He says there's pressure and despair. Um, I like that. I like that. Some hospitals say they want to alleviate that destructive cycle for their pay uh, for their patients. Haywood Healthcare System in Massachusetts donated eight hundred thousand dollars of medical debt to RIP in January, essentially turning over control that um, of that debt in part because patients with outstanding bills were avoiding treatment. We wanted to eliminate at least one stressor of avoidance to get people in the doors to get the care that they need. Um, that's good. You know, I just wanted to share that because I feel like that is an example of how people are taking, especially people who were moving mad before, because how are you going around being a debt collector for all of this higgy hagger? But sometimes you have your road to Damascus moment, I guess, like you see the light and uh, a song came into my head then, but anyway, um, but you know, you see the light and you're like, you know what? I want to actually do good. I want to use the skills that I've acquired to do good in this life. And it's funny to me because this is the path that the UK wants to head down. They're trying to frustrate and fuck up the NHS to the point where everybody has to, um, you know, figure it out in private with private healthcare and try and figure it out with, um, you know, the insurance companies that are popping up now all over the place um, in order to, you know, make money off all of this. 
it's really sad that this is where things are headed. And I hate it because it means that those people who don't have um, money like that, what they'll just get more ill and more ill. Like that's fucked up. That's not nice. It's, it's, just, it's just fucked. So big up yourselves to slaps on your chest, RIP medical debt for doing what you're doing. And I hope that more initiatives um, pop up like this and eventually for there to not be a need for um, initiatives such as these, because what the fuck, like people shouldn't have to be paid, like people shouldn't have to be paying in this way to be looked after. The government have, you know, they have the money or has the money to make these things not something that we should be worrying about, but instead all they know is corruption. The corruption is getting worse. That should actually be the title of this episode because the corruption is even there in Formula One. But um, yeah, big up yourself, RIP de- uh, Medical Debt for doing what you're doing um, and, uh, you know, appeasing people of that stress. Um, okay, this, uh, well, it's funny because that's actually linked. I've done Share Your Magnificence and the article I was going to mention is talking about medical things as well. Um, I was reading, this was written by Natalie Morris, who, you know, we've had as a guest on the show before. Um, it says here, I lost my dad to cancer, black and Asian people waiting longer for diagnoses is disgraceful. Um, it says here in August, 2020, my dad died of kidney cancer. He was just 57 and had been in fantastic health. The speed and ferocity with which the cancer robbed him of his strength, his vitality, his youthful energy was shocking. And I'm still reeling, still trying to get my head around what happened. He died just nine months after diagnosis and the loss was a knife through the heart of my family. My sister and I and our mum grapple with the grief every day. There is a hole blown through the centre of our world and the pain is at times unbearable, even now. Cancer destroys families, ruins lives and shatters hearts into pieces every single day. So when I read a report showing some black and Asian people in the UK wait up to six weeks longer for a cancer diagnosis than white people my blood ran cold. To think that uh, that race could have played a part in the outcome of my dad's illness, that if he had been a white man, his cancer may have been found earlier, that we might have had more time with him. It makes me want to shout and scream and smash everything within reach. The report in The Guardian revealed a deeply concerning race divide on cancer patients' wait times in England. Analysis of 126,000 cancer cases over 10 years found the median time between a white person first presenting symptoms to a GP and being diagnosed is 55 days. For Asian people, it is 60 days. For black people, it is 61 days. A breakdown of the findings show that wait times also vary depending on the type of cancer and some of the discrepancies are striking. The median diagnosis time for cancer of the stomach or esophagus in white people is 53 days. For Asian people, it is 100 days. Wow. And I know what what that is as well, because you'll say to them, I've got this problem. They'll say to you, stop eating spicy food as if they know your life, as if they know your life. Um, uh, a type of blood ca- cancer, myeloma, uh, the median wait time for white people is 93 days. For black people, it is 127 days. Again, more than a month longer. My dad's cancer was incredibly aggressive and was picked up by chance during a routine routine checkup. There are no guarantees that finding it earlier would have resulted in his survival, but the same can't be said for everyone in his position. A six-week delay is an inordinate and potentially deadly amount of time when it comes to cancer. I have seen firsthand and that speed and um, efficiency uh, are crucial 
crucial when treating this dreadful disease. The more time doctors have to find out where it originated, if it has spread and how it might respond to certain treatments, the better chance most patients will have. Black and Asian cancer patients are being denied the chance to survive simply because of their race. That is disgusting. And it is far from the only example of the impacts of systemic racism or cancer treatment um, and outcomes. Black women are far more likely to be diagnosed with a late stage breast cancer and to die from the disease than white women. It's something Dawn Butler has drawn attention to in her Million Missed Mammograms campaign, where she's encouraging those who miss their screenings because of lockdown to get checked. Dawn has consistently talked about how some black women, including her sister, have felt their concerned Uh, concerns dismissed by medical professionals. A 2021 survey conducted by Black Women Rising UK found that 46% of Black women who were later diagnosed were told in their initial consultation that despite having symptoms, their consultant did not believe they had cancer. In March this year, Cancer Research UK analysts revealed that white people in England are more than twice as likely to get some types of cancer, including melanoma skin cancer, esophageal bladder, esophageal Look at me. Is it esophageal? Anyway, bladder and lung cancers compared to with people from Black, Asian and mixed ethnic backgrounds. However, Black people are more than a third less likely to be diagnosed with cancer via screening than white people. And a 2017 Macmillan report found that cancer patients in London from all ethnic minority groups have poorer experiences than those who identify as white on nearly all dimensions of care. Um... There are some cancers that disproportionately affect black people like renal medullary carcinoma, a rare kidney cancer that is linked to sickle cell trait and is usually found in young black men. Um, Nicola Casey lost her husband, Ricky, to the disease and set up her own charity to fight for better funding and treatments after finding that there were very few options and widespread ignorance about this condition within the NHS. Another possible um, explanation for the race disparity in cancer outcomes is a lack of awareness among ethnic minority communities. Factors like stigma, shame and language and Uh, cultural barriers might be preventing black and Asian and um, ethnic minority people from attending screenings or going to see their GP when they first notice something is wrong. The onus is also on the government and the NHS to ensure that there is greater and more efficient community outreach to make sure their services are both visible and accessible to everyone regardless of their background. To me that's one of the main things because when you see that when you want to book a GP appointment people are having to wait 79,000 years like what 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 does that even mean like that it, it's so hard for people to just go in and see somebody where a lot of these things might be picked up more quickly even if they keep sending you back sending you back sending you back medical racism is very 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 real i remember when i went to my gp a black man and i was telling him about the symptoms that i would feel around my period years and years and years ago we're talking like from about 20 what 2000 and maybe like 2009 I would go and I'd be saying like, oh, I feel this symptom, that symptom. Oh, it's because you've got your belly pierced. Don't you, don't you have piercings everywhere? Meanwhile, it was endometriosis. So like, I really wanted to deal with him. And it was only because my mom was like, oh, he's a fellow Nigerian man. Don't, don't, um, don't f- go through with a formal complaint that I left him. But imagine going over and over again to your GP and being like, it's, you know, something is not right. Something is not right. And he's just telling you that's because you decided to join bad gang. Like it's mad. So yeah, I feel like 
something needs to be done And I'm glad that um, Natalie wrote that And I'm very sorry about um, your dad um, So that was one of my So You Mads um, And then my other So You Mad Oh yes, Prince Charles guest editing The Voice newspaper This is so disappointing because as you know I was um, a columnist for the um, Voice newspaper And then my workload just made me have to go You know what, I'm not available But I did even point out to them When I was writing for them That I didn't like that one of my articles When I was talking about um, uh, Nicole Smallman and Biba Henry like I was talking about the corruption or the corrupt nature of the Met Police, and then right next to my fucking article was um, an advert for the Met Police. Like what? But there were other things. But yeah, I just find it wild that they would have Prince Charles. Like, what does then? What does the Voice newspaper then stand for? What What is it then about? As the the only black national paper currently, what is it then about? Um. If you're going to have Prince Charles The the figurehead Of colonialism and oppression To guest edit Your for, um, your 40th anniversary edition What is that about? Is everybody mad? Is everybody mad now? Is that what's happening? Everybody's mad? Having Kemi Badenoch come through And write her fuckery That she wrote the last time Was wild to me But I said okay Face my front They're just letting another black person Express her views Even if her views are wayward But Prince Charles Prince Charles That has got his grubby fingers In any type of corruption Anytime they talk about Somebody getting Oh uh, managing to get citizenship Or managing to get this Managing to get that One kind of Arab somebody Or one kind of um, You know Prince from elsewhere And this and this and that We'll find him there We'll find him there Any kind of Russian oligarch We'll find him there You don't think that that's a problem? You don't think that the corruption is really corrupting? Because the corruption is getting worse And I wouldn't have imagined that the voice would now join in with them It says here the Prince of Wales Or the Prince of Wallis um, Has edited an edition of the British African Caribbean newspaper The Voice Which will feature interviews with um, Lady Doreen Lawrence And Idris Elba To mark its 40th anniversary The Voice which was founded in 1982 Is the only national black British newspaper Operating in the UK Charles described the paper as an institution Adding that he was so touched to be asked To edit the special anniversary edition So you lot went and asked him You asked We're in hell The issue will be available from the 1st of September Not on Lev's birthday, Jesus We'll explore themes including community cohesion Education, climate, the commonwealth, faith and the arts And will feature an interview with um, Lawrence Lawrence, the mother of Stephen um, Lawrence Who was murdered in a racist attack As he did, did, did Prince Charles even speak about the Stephen Lawrence trial? Did he even speak about how wayward everything was? How unjust the whole process was? Did he ever, did he ever voice his um, concerns about that? No? No? Okay then Um He was murdered in a racist attack as he waited for a bus in South London on 22nd of April, 1993. Reveals a new partnership between the Stephen Lawrence Day Foundation and the Prince's Foundation, Lord, which aims to offer young people from diverse backgrounds affected by... I hate that term, diverse backgrounds. I really, really do because I don't understand what it means. So every time the terms that we use pretty much still center whiteness. Anyway. Affected by social and economic inequality um, Access to applied arts scholarships 
um, scholarships. The actor Idris Elba tells the newspaper about the life-changing impact a Prince's Trust grant at the age of 16 had for him, while the Booker Prize winning author Bernadine... Moving on... Paulette Simpson, the newspaper's executive editor, said the voice is an integral part of the black community and has shared authentic stories of the lived experiences of black people for over the last four decades through their voices. Um, We are pleased that through this involvement and um, at this special time, the Prince of Wales acknowledges the role of the voice in its effort over the last 40 years to create a more inclusive society and highlights issues that he has supported. So it's just a PR stunt for him then. Um, Our readers may be, Lester Holloway, the voice's editor, said our readers may be surprised at the parallels between the issues which the voice has campaigned on for four decades and the work in the prince uh work the prince of wales has been involved with over the same period often behind the scenes why are you not doing this why are you not doing this why are we all white why are we all joining in to whitewash and misremember history what could he possibly be doing the foundation that he that has his name on it is very very different to him and the institution that his him and his family occupy like let's all be fucking serious like that is a this wasn't even a straw of the week but now it's getting me mad what the hell everybody's mad clearly everybody's mad forget it everybody's mad i'm not even reading that anymore Oh, wait. Speaking about the publication, Charles said over the last four decades, with all the enormous changes that have uh, that that they have witnessed, Britain's only surviving black newspaper. Ask yourself why it's only Britain's is Britain's only surviving black newspaper. You pussy clot, you prince of pussy clots. Ask yourself, why is it only why is it the only surviving black British newspaper? What have you lot done to frustrate the efforts of everybody else through systemic and institutionalized oppression? No, everybody's mad. I'm not reading anymore. I'm not reading. I'm not reading. I said I've turned over a new leaf and I'm not even doing this. I'm not doing it. Let's move on to Kate Moss because let me not. Let me not, child. Because you better tell your friend. Because if I say something, I'm going to hurt her feelings. So let me not. Um, I'm really not even involved. I don't want to know. I don't want to know about the fuckery you tried. So I said that I was going to talk about Kate Moss because I thought that that was very interesting. Interesting is going to be my new favorite word. Anything that I see that's just wayward, I'm just going to say, ah, interesting. Because I cannot come and kill myself, okay? Um, where is it? I just thought it was extremely dirty. I just said, uh-uh. What is this that everybody's doing? What, how is this? How is this normal? How is this okay? Let's see here. Diamond necklace Johnny gave me. They were the first diamonds I ever owned. He pulled them out the crack of his arm. We were going out for dinner and he said, I've got something on my bum. Can you have a look? And I was like, what? And I put my hand down his trousers and I pulled out a diamond necklace. Wow. And you really, really told that story with chest. Really told that Kate Moss saying that Johnny Depp brought her, bought her a diamond necklace, put it inside his butt, and asked her to take it out there, out of it as a surprise. Like, why do you not like to behave like dirty pigs? 
What is endearing about being given a diamond necklace out of somebody's ass crack that they haven't even washed properly? So fecal matter is now coating the, is now, when they say that they've graded it F, it's for fecal matter that's on the diamond. I am so okay. I am, why every game that you don't want to play with each other involves your bum holes shitting on the bed, putting diamond necklaces in bum cracks. Are you not tired? Are you not exhausted? Have you not done enough? This is too much. It's too much. I also think it's interesting, and um, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. What is Kate Moss now? She's some kind of, what is it, creative director of Coca-Cola, is it? Um, Is that what I read? Um, I find that interesting that um, the newspapers could plaster her face where she was um, sniffing cocaine. And, you know, people do their things and they grow and they learn. Um, and then she now becomes the creative director for Coca-Cola because white people get to fail upwards. I f- they literally do. Because in all the Higgy Hagar that, you know, that uh, Naomi Campbell has done, I can't even vouch for her character because I don't know her, but in all the Higgy Hagar that um, Naomi Campbell has done, where is her similar deal in this fashion? Like, It seems like that is the joke, isn't it? You're now the creative director of Coke when you were on them newspapers sniffing Coke. But nobody's calling it that because the new new girlies, the younger people, their memory isn't that long. But the older ones, they're all trying to do up politeness, politeness. And I just think that constantly life is playing in our face. Get your deal. Do you live your life? I have no personal, I do not begrudge you. I don't know you from any blood clot place. Like, do you? But I do think that it's very, very interesting that that is the case. And I just thought I'd point that out. I'm sure maybe other people have pointed it out, but again, I haven't really been online and I thought that that was interesting. But another thing that was interesting is Kanye's um, rant online the other day. Um, he's decided yet again that Kim Kardashian is the worst. Um, so he went on Instagram and he was posting all sorts of, um, things there, um, on his page. He says, my kids going to Donda, they're not going to Sierra Canyon, Charlemagne, the God and Chris get your motherfucking popcorn. Wow. Um, then he got a text that he screenshotted and posted on his page where it looks like Kim is saying to him, please, can, can, um, can you please stop? He says, no, we need to talk in person. You don't have say so of where the kids go to school. What, why you get to say, cause you half white. Who's half white? Who's he talking about then? But that's not Kim, right? Um, from my mom, Please tell him to stop mentioning my name. I'm almost 67 years old and I don't always feel great. And this stresses me to no end. Was that Chloe that that other one was about? Oh gosh. Anyway, it stresses me to no end. Y'all don't even don't have say so over my black children and where they go to school. They will not do Playboy and sex tapes. Tell your Clinton friends to come get me. I'm here. Um, then he wrote in a, as a caption, don't let Chris make you do Playboy like she made Kylie and Kim do. Hollywood is a giant brothel. You didn't lie about that. Pornography destroyed my family. I deal with the addiction. Instagram promotes it. Not going to let it get, happen to Northie and Chicago. But you were literally dating that one that had her ass crack on show for a few, a few months back, right? Um, oh, he was speaking 
Yeah, he was speaking on Chris Jenner. But I just find it all. I just find it all weird. And then Ray J waded in, it says here, where he then screenshotted the conversation between um, whoever was, I guess, Kim messaging about Chris and not stressing her out. And Ray J said, what about my mom, Chris? You telling people false stories about me, making the black man look horrible for your gain. You introduced me to Stevie Hirsch. You masterminded everything for your family and tried to ruin mine at the same time, shaking my head. You don't think all mothers get stressed or you special, huh? I know it's old and I don't care. This makes me sick, but God had my back and still does. And, you know, I do find it interesting that and because even the, then Kanye then tagged a Travis um, Scott and um, what is it? Um, Tristan Thompson or whatever his name is to be like, oh, join me, my fellow cum donors, um, you know, cum donation it's what now you're you're all claiming that you've been used as black men you're all now claiming that you've been used even ray j jumping into that conversation as if somehow um, kim kardashian lured his penis out of he out of his trousers and started really fucking it aggressively take ownership of your shit all of us need to take ownership of our shit take ownership of your shit how is it suddenly when it doesn't work out with these white women that you chase up and down like you've chased like all of you worshipped at the altar of Kim Kardashian and meanwhile disregarding so many black women in the process you worship there even when you were told about the appropriation you were told about all of this you didn't give a fuck because that was the person that is that was that was the person to have and to be with and to be seen with you were all happy to do that and then when it ha- when it's now finished the thing done she's moving into her white woman era with her sisters you are now out there in the cold suddenly it's like oh look at how she treated this black man what you thought your black manhood you thought basically you thought your dick was going to be enough to hold down this situation they're going to keep rising they're going to keep doing their thing they're going to keep moving on to the next thing and getting as close to the power that they want to and coolness and re- relevance that they need to get to all of the time. You are not a consideration, but do not now try to rally everybody else in when you realize that your life isn't the way that you thought it was going to look. Don't try and rally everybody else and be like, oh, look how they're treating the black man. It's now that you remember that you, it's now that you remember your blackness. I'm really tired of people generally, but especially black men using their blackness to kind of be like, oh guys, come and support me because they know black women will usually always jump up to be like, yeah, no, I'm going to go and support because at the end of the day, we can't let the white man, we can't let the system do this, do this. And, but when the system is doing all of the things that the system is doing to you, where's your support? Where's your support then? And this is outside of the parameters of just like just talking about interracial relationships generally. I'm talking about these sorts of these specific types of relationships where it almost feels like it's in spite of black women. And then the thing blows up in your face and then it's like, oh, my blackness, my blackness. This shouldn't be happening because you were told what by patriarchy that you should, that the thing that you should um, aspire to is to also have ownership of a white woman for you to feel good. And then when you have the ownership, because that's what it is of this white woman and you don't feel good, or she doesn't even let you have full ownership of her because she's a self-actualized person who chooses, you know, what she wants to do and the things that she wants to appropriate and whatever else, your, your world starts spinning because now you feel inadequate. Because you don't have the main thing that should be like what every person participating in um, cis hetero dynamics should want, which is um, um, well, cis hetero masculine dynamics should want, which is a white woman 
who's emulating as much of black womanhood as she can. When that's not working for you, like, oh, wow, life really sucks. Don't tell us. Go tell your friends that were patting you on the black, uh, on your back, patting you on your black, patting you on your back, and they were clapping you um, ahead. Go and tell them. Leave everybody else out of it. I, I think that that's important. It's not said from a hypocritical place. You don't hear me talking down about black men, this black men, that. I don't do it. There are specific black men that I want to for 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 them to drown in the gutter, but that doesn't apply to all black men. Because if anything, I'll be doing I'll be doing up um speech 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 anytime anything happens to a black man. So this isn't a case of hypocrisy. This is simply a case of like if I was now shitting on black men constantly, constantly, and then now now my white husband came and whacked me over the head, and I was like, oh look how he's treating this black woman. I would expect every fucking body to be like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up And that is what we're finding in this case And I just think that Kanye Again offering him grace because of You know the um, You know things that he's going through with his mental health At the same time He has a habit and a pattern Of like weaponizing Women's sexuality against them Once he's no longer in relationship um, With them The very sexual sexuality that he Lauded as part of what You know his value and his coolness and his relevance when he was with them. He loved when Amber Rose was wearing all of them cat suits. He loved the fact that she was a stripper. He loved the fact that she was sexy. You know, same with Kim. He loved all of that stuff. Then the moment that, you, that you're not with them anymore, I don't want you to do Playboy. I don't want you to do this. That is exactly how, what only a madman will be insulting the food that he was eating or that he is eating. You, you were happy to be there. When the things were guanin And then it didn't work out your way And it's all suddenly she's a hoe Was she not If we're going to use the term Was she not a hoe on day one I don't have a problem with hoes But was she was she was who she was on day one Why is it now on day um, 1059 That you're now coming to come and tell stories Shut up Shut up And stop weaponizing women's sexuality against them And leave them alone it's just like you're trying to spoil somebody's market because they're not going to be with you anymore. All you want to do is cause confusion and discombobulation in their life, hoping that nobody else will want them because they'll see the drama and want to stay away from it. At the same time, dating young things, um, Kim, I don't know what I'm going to say about that. I have no respect for Kim. It's, you know, and that family, I have the, the, the clowns of um, Calabasas. I have no respect for them. None whatsoever There's nothing that they can do That will be impressive to me Right now Maybe something amazing might happen And change my mind But currently Nothing about them excites me It's not a case of jealousy I don't find them particularly attractive I don't care for what they're doing I find them to be fakes and fraudsters But if that's where you wanted to be You should have just been there With your whole chest Everybody warned you Everybody warned you at the time And you said that that's where you wanted to be So I'm gonna be there And shut the fuck up Um so that's that for, I guess that's that for So You Mad, right? Yeah, that's that for So You Mad. So I'll big up the next of this week's show sponsors who are ExpressVPN. This week's sponsors are ExpressVPN who are asking whether you've ever wondered how free to access tech giants make all of their money, you know, like the Twitter, the Insta, the this, the that. Well, they do that by tracking your searches, your video history and everything you click on by building a profile on you and then selling that off to um, selling off your sensitive data. So when you use the ExpressVPN app on your computer or phone, the software hides your IP address from third parties that make your activity 
activity um, that makes your activity way more difficult to for companies to trace and sell to advertisers, and it helps keep you your online presence more anonymous. What's more, ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your network data to protect you from eavesdroppers and cyber criminals. What I like most about it is how easy it is to just um, use it takes one click to protect all of your devices. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by TechRadar. So stop allowing people to just like access your data. Anyhow, um, secure your internet with the VPN that I use for online protection and visit expressvpn.com slash straws. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash straws to get three extra months free with the exclusive link. That's expressvpn.com slash straws. Um, and go and do your thing. Okay, let's move on to Start Your Motors. Vroom, vroom, biatch. Huh, this week on Start Your Motors, it just feels like the corruption is truly getting worse. I didn't say anything last week about the Belgian Grand Prix because I pre-recorded, but I could have, um, I had enough time to come and say something and I just didn't want to, especially hearing um, um, that or seeing that um, Hamilton crashed with, or collided with um, Alonso, Fernando Alonso in lap one. And I just thought, why do I want to watch Spa then? <laughs> What's there to watch? You know, but it was Alonso's comment that really, really did it for me about, ah, oh, this idiot, you know, he only know how he only knows how to win or drive from first or whatever the hell he says. Like, why do you not like to lie so much and basically rewrite history? That's what a lot of what Formula One is at the moment. I know that there are some of you who aren't Formula One fans and you haven't followed it. Um, but it's really interesting to see how they're literally dragging stats out of their asshole the way that, you know, Johnny Depp put them diamond necklaces in his asshole and told Kem, Kem, uh, what is it, Kate Moss to find it or in his ass crack. That is where they are dragging these new stats from. Suddenly, um, Max Verstappen is the first ever to do this and do that. Stop forcing it. Stop forcing it. Stop trying to make Max happen. Stop. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. Just don't. It's really boring at this point, just trying to skew history, rewrite history. And I feel like that's what Alonso was doing. Oh, Lewis only knows how to drive um, when he's in first or whatever he, whatever the hell he says. Did you not witness Brazil and other races? Have you not seen this guy? Like, you're lying. Like, at this point, you're just lying. And I just love that initially... And it's funny because that collision was very similar to what, happened at Silverstone with Max Verstappen and Hamilton at Silverstone last year. And the same way that was Verstappen's fault is the same way that Hamilton said that this one was his fault. So he was even going to take, you know, blame for the thing only to hear Alonso was talking shit about him on the radio. And he was like, well, before I was going to chat to him, but now after hearing what he said, nah, I'm not. And I like that he did that. And I feel like that more of those boundaries need to come out because they're really trying to take him for heat, like for idiot. Like, don't let them take you for a prick, Lewis. Do not. Do not. It doesn't even fucking listen to the show properly. But don't let them take you for a prick. Good. I, I'm glad that he stood his ground. And then he posted a picture. And you, a few slides in, there was a, cla- uh, a cap, a Mercedes cap that he'd signed, that Lewis had signed. And it said to Fernando. And I thought, yeah, because that's cap. You're fucking, you're a liar. You're a liar. Wow. Like the things like you, the last time you won a championship was 2006, baby. Like, don't be upset because the rookie that came and joined your team bodied you for the 2007 season and you haven't known peace ever since. All you've known is bitterness in your heart. Take that up with the Lord. 
Like leave everybody else out of it Like he really wants to do what's, what's like Calm down You know And I've given him his props before When he's shown like Some driving You know Some driving um, Techers But behave yourself Because now you're lying And now you're being a raggedy bitch And nobody likes that Um but then obviously he saw the amount of engagement he got when there was that whole, you know, when all of that chatter was happening online. And I just think, isn't that sad that some of you only even get acknowledged, proper acknowledgement in mainstream media and online when you are in any sort of proximity to Lewis, whether that's good publicity or bad publicity, like you're just gagging for it. You're just dying for it. That is pathetic. You're a big man, you know, you're a big man, Alonso. You're a big man. Like, and that, and, and look at you. Acting like one backup dancer Not that there's anything wrong with backup dancers I like you lot But in this in this context, stay with me um, And then to show that their feud had been squashed Or their beef had been squashed There was a picture of them like um, That they took together on Fernando's uh, page But you could even tell that that picture Like I said, it was a case of Oh, look how much engagement I got Just being, being near Lewis I'm going to go find him and apologise to him And take a picture with him Like you could see clearly to the right That Lewis had been eating an apple Like you, it, you Interrupted this plant-based king Eating his apple You interrupted him and his apple Because you wanted a picture To keep up your engagement What a sad little life What a sad little life Just needed to get that out of my system About Spa Don't really give a shit about who won Because I'm not acknowledging him But I probably have to acknowledge him shortly Because I'm about to say um, Wild For Verstappen that they're now like, um, oh, he's the youngest person to receive this honor. He's he got some kind of honors in um, the Netherlands for his services to whatever, whatever. I just feel like it's, it feels like pay for play. Like they're just buying all of these honors to to make it seem like he's in like he's any sort of rival to Lewis. Like you're not, you're not. You're only about to get your first proper championship because you know the last one was not yours. Championship by human error. That was not yours. So I just feel like let's all be, let's all keep it buck. Give that championship to who that championship belongs to. And you can very well have this as your first championship because the last one, whatever happened in Abu Dhabi, that was not for you. That was not yours. And he's having a great time. I'm not going to take it from him. Like astrologically, I don't even know his chart fully like that, but it's working for him. You know, earlier on in the year, I talked about, well, this is what happens when you change numbers. He changed the number one, wore his little gold shoe, wore his little, his little gold, his little gold booties. And, you know, he's manifesting. He's manifesting and it's working for him. He's probably a manifester. Who knows? It's working for him. Fine. But I still dislike him greatly. And that's for a number of reasons. And it's more so because of the people that he has around him, like Christian Horner, a.k.a. Spiceless Wonder, a.k.a. Karen Horner, a.k.a. Winch Spice. Like, all these people are so corrupt, so nasty, so hateful, so bitter, including his dad, his wife-beating dad. Just horrendous people around him. And they're literally trying to, as they said, he's the great white hope. They're really trying to mould him into something. But let me tell you, if... If God deems it so Lewis is going to get that eighth championship Next year, you know, next season Whatever, he's going to get it Because the car, they finally fixed it Which is what we're going to talk about today The car seems to be in a good enough place I think it's about as good as they're going to get it this season From the atrocity, that tractor that we had From the beginning of the season However, strategy-wise, they absolutely fucked him As in Hamilton this 
um, this race that we had, um, which was the Dutch Grand Prix. And it was funny because I was at the Dutch Grand Prix last year. And that was, I was going to say that's the last time I was at an F1 race, but I was at Silverstone this year. So in keeping up with the pattern, I need to be at a second Grand Prix this year. So Lord, make it happen. Probably won't happen now that I've said it because I don't get the things that I want. I say out loud. Anyway, um, but yeah, I just find it random that they're now buying him all of these honours and then Christian Horner's saying over the radio, oh, is it Sir Knight Max? I don't know what to call you. Now shut the fuck up. The person that's actually officially a sir, have you have you referred to him as a sir before? You raggedy bitch. Shut up. I feel like this episode is just me telling people to fuck off and shut up. But honestly, it needs to be said because I've had a break and I've come back with so much openness in my soul that I just feel like I need to tell people as it is, come what may. Christian Horner is a Tory kind of, he's a walking, talking Tory cesspit. That's, 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 that's how I see it. Just nasty. Allegedly. It's what I've heard that that's what he is. Um, but no, it's just absolutely, it's just absolutely wild. It was such a this week's race was not cool because it just reminded me so much of Abu Dhabi 2021. How can somebody be leading a race like you know, doing so well, as in Hamilton, doing so so well? Um, and then boom. There's we have safety car. Even how all of that stuff happened with um Alpha Tauri, I just know that Christian Horner was behind it. It was so weird. Yuki Sonoda is telling you that he feels like his wheel is loose. He's now stopped. You've told him to go back onto the track, or um, and he's come in for you to check, and then you've now told him to go back on the track. Like he's like he wanted him to stop on the track. So when and that only happened when you saw that things weren't working in um, Verstappen's favour strategy-wise, and it was clear that Hamilton was likely to win that race. Is this like, as Max Verstappen, somebody please let him hear this one way or another. How, what, what does it do to your self-esteem to know that nothing that you've come by is truly yours? At your age, do you not want anything that is that is your own? If it's not, if it's girlfriend, you took it from Kavia. If it's a championship, you took it from Hamilton. What do you have that is your own? That you can say, boom, that's mine. Because even today's race, that was not yours, baby. That was not yours. Can't live life like that, just being a thief. Like, I wouldn't want people to give me other people's things. I, like, I would hate to, to exist in life and be known as a, th- um, as a thief of blessings. Like, that, that's wild to me. I would not want to be that. I would not want to be like one kind of random thief of destiny because the thing is people are going to get their things eventually. And then you're going to get one roundabout energetic kabam by that, by the universe. And it's not going to be cute. So change your ways. Don't let your dad, your, your wayward raggedy dad be your downfall because right now, oh, it looks like, oh, you'll get your championship. But what is a championship when your esteem and your life really is in tatters? God but again a lot of these guys all they know is Formula One that's what they live and breathe that's all they've ever known and they're there on the track to live their father's dreams and they won't they won't deviate from that that they'll do that because that's all they've like that's what they've they were literally born for and it's a sad state of affairs I'm not gonna lie it's very very sad um so yeah, this um, and then I read that um, Oscar Piastri will be moving to McLaren after some um, Higgy Hagar with Alpine. Um, Daniel Ricciardo doesn't have a seat for next season. It all just seems very salacious, like very, very, 
very underhanded this season. So many things are going on. So many things um, behind the scenes. But this is why I like Formula One, because you get to hear about all of this stuff. And it's extremely... um, it's extremely dramatic, basically. So the um, the grid for the Dutch Grand Prix was Verstappen in first, like in pole position, Leclerc second, Sainz third, Hamilton fourth, and Hamilton pretty much finished fourth anyway. Perez fifth, Russell sixth, Norris seventh, Schumacher eighth, Sunoda ninth, and Stroll tenth. And we had um, Gasly in 11th, Ocon in 12th, Alonso 13th, Joe Guan Yu 14th, Albon 15th, 16th Bottas, Ricardo 17th, Magnussen 18th, Vettel 19th, and Latifi 20th. Um, so, you know, everything was kind of set. There was lots of, I feel like it was a good race. They, you know, in terms of good race, how do I mean? In terms of like, there was there were opportunities that were available on the track um, if it hadn't been for the manipulation um, that I feel that Red Bull were trying to pull to help um, Verstappen by using um, what's his face by using Yuki Tsunoda by using Alpha Tauri so for those who are like how's that possible basically Alpha Tauri is um, Red Bull's sister sort of team so usually they'll interchange or they could interchange drivers because they're all part of the Red Bull Academy so they can interchange drivers and if you know that for instance one day you want to drive for Red Bull which would be the faster stronger car and you know the team with more money you will do what you're told to do basically. And I've seen Gasly, for instance, do it before. Um, so the driver standings currently because um, Energy Drink Boy won that race um, and he's been winning the races because Red Bull do have a strong car this season. Um, but I, again, I wonder about that strong car. I wonder if if Mercedes had a similar car that was equally as strong or stronger, would um, energy drink boy, aka Max Verstappen, would he not be looking at their rear wing? Wouldn't he start going to go and look at things? Wouldn't Christian Horner be calling for an investigation into the car for any illegalities? But notice the teams aren't doing that to Red Bull. They're letting them have all of these things. There's meant to be spending caps. There's meant to be like times that you can have teams working, how, you know, the length of time that you can have your teams at the factory and this and that working, your engineers working. Red Bull aren't abiding by any of those rules, yet nobody's calling them out on it. They're doing like, they're flagrantly, like blatantly disrespecting these rules. And Ben Suleyem is just there saying that, oh, well, this isn't, um, F1 isn't a competition, it's entertainment, you raggedy ho you raggedy bitch and you've told us everything that we therefore needed to know about Abu Dhabi in that you don't care about integrity you don't care about things being done fairly you just want to see excitement and that even that excitement you don't want to see excitement where this season's underdog Lewis Hamilton does great um I was even surprised by how excited the pundits were that he was finally doing well big up yourself Ted Gravitz because I know that I cast you before but you held it down on this race but um it's not even entertainment where you want to see the underdog like Lewis Hamilton doing well. Generally, no. What you want in terms of entertainment is that you want for, to know that Lewis's reign has been stopped for a second year because of your great white hope, which is Max Verstappen. And that's truly sad. So the driver standings, Verstappen is um, top of the standings with 310 points, well ahead of Leclerc, who is um, on 201 points because Ferrari is a hot mess. Even with a fast car, their strategy is again residing in Johnny Depp's arse crack. Perez is on 201 points, so he's equaling, he's equal to Leclerc, but Leclerc, uh, Leclerc has won more races, I believe. Um, 
Russell is on 188 points. Sainz is on 175 points. Hamilton's doing well. He's creeping up there. He's um, on 158 points. So I need him to win a race, Hamilton, because that will push him up. I think, I think like if he goes for it, if he drives the way that he's driven this season, I think that Hamilton can finish second. I'm going to say it. I'm going to put it out there. Don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. I think he can finish second. Last, last, he can finish third this season. I'm praying for it because they've really put him through it. They have really, really put him through it. Norris is on 82 points. Ocon is on 66 points. Alonso is on 59 points. Imagine you're trying to battle with Hamilton and you're on 59 points. Sit the fuck down. Bottas is on 46 points. Wow. Um... A lot is going on, you know, a lot's going on. And the today's race really was upsetting for the fact that, like I said, Hamilton drove a really, really good race. And then due to that, they shouldn't have let it happen, basically. As far as I'm concerned, George Russell is the, Hamilton is the lead driver. George Russell is the number two. So if um, George Russell at any point asks for a tyre change that you know will then mean that he can overtake Hamilton after all the work that Hamilton has done in that race. As far as I'm concerned, you either deny it or you find a way to make sure that they're on a level playing field. So how can he, George Russell, now say that he wants soft tyres? You know that um, Hamilton's on medium compounds and you agree knowing that soft tyres are faster than medium tyres and you agree for him to move on to the soft tyres and then he overtakes Hamilton and then he ends up getting um, second place. Um, what's his name? Leclerc then gets third place and Leclerc was just not even noticeable, not even like memorable in this race at all. It just goes to show how sometimes strategy and luck really, really works in these guys' favours. But like I said, when it comes to vert, um, safety car, which came out because of what happened with Alpha Tauri, they, um, what George Russell always seems to, it always seems to work or may, mostly seems to work in George Russell's favor as it did this time. And then boom, he was off. And so he overtook, um, Hamilton, Hamilton, that was pretty much leading the race. Hamilton that had a good chance of winning that race, but it's great to be there, isn't it? From where we started this season, it's great to be somewhere where you could be like, oh, you know what? Hamilton could have won that race if things had gone this way or that way. So it puts them in a good position and he was doing good, like really, really good times with his car as well. So I'm hoping the same way that Verstappen had his orange clan, giving him the energy for this race. I hope that um, at least Hamilton has the energy from Brazil, Mexico, all of that to kind of push him through. Because yeah, first is probably not, it's not feasible anymore this season. There aren't enough races left, but come on, come on, at least let's try and get that second or third. Like that, that would make a big difference. But I just thought randomly, which I haven't done before, and I don't tend to kind of go into people's energy without um, their permission, but I just thought, let me do a read this season of why all of these things are happening. Um, you know, it just feels like a lot of not bad luck, but a lot of obstacle, um, um, a lot of obstacles, a lot of challenges this season. Um, there's no point even speaking about signs or Perez. Perez tried something today and I just thought, don't play yourself. Don't play yourself, little man. Don't. But what is going on with Formula One right now and why these obstacles, spirit? Oh, interesting interesting tell me more so i haven't done tarot for start your motors but i did do um i have been looking at astrology 
And tarot Ooh Interesting Oh Gosh Let's see What does all this mean Okay Okay So I just see here Like we've got the God of Wands So the King of Wands In reverse Then we've got the Death card um, Here And we've got the Son of Swords Which is the Knight of Swords And then we've got the Six of Swords So Really interesting when I say what's going on here, what's happening here is that there the um, God of Wands in reverse tells us that there are, as we've as we've said before, there are people, men in positions who are trying to usurp any chances that Hamilton has of success. But it's not just simply trying to hinder him. There is an element of danger there as well, which is why I think that we see the death card here. But then he um Hamilton's also a Scorpio rising, so There'll be no challenge for him But it's just being careful You know, we pray that there's no sort of like um, Anything untoward that could harm somebody's I don't know, legs for instance um, It's just about being very, very careful Because these people are very They take this very seriously Like we talk about this stuff as if it's a sport But for these people, this is their life Like this is their life Like it means a lot to them To not have as this perceived blackie Dominating their sport And you know, I did want to talk about Even Serena Williams retiring And the rhetoric around that Like oh she should retire quietly Because people don't want to have to Acknowledge her greatness and her dominance Along with Venus Um you know, in the sport of tennis and the fact that she's even, you know, she felt conflicted about having to choose between retiring and starting a family and having to choose that. But a man wouldn't have had to choose between the two. And I look at her and I consider, cause we had children, not at the same, around the same time she had a, um, um, Olympia before I had left, but I do look at how her life changed. Like it, so much changed about her physically, um, in terms of, um, sp- physically and also in terms of her demeanor, her, her, her attention instantly became all about her child. And I totally get that. And it's hard when you're somebody that's ambitious and you're physically driven and all of those things, when you're feeling called elsewhere and you know that this is all gendered as well on top of that. But that takes me away from what I'm talking about here, which is like, there are some, there are, there are energies at play that want this to like be the end of Hamilton's career and they don't care how that comes about and um they want him to move on um from this but I do see hope I do see light at the end of the tunnel because while they are conspiring help is coming from so many different places and people's eyes are being opened that it's not just a key 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 sport like they're gonna have to speak truth to power and I think we saw an element of that today even with Nico Rosberg and Ted Kravitz where even before I felt I felt like they were colluding When they They could um, Address the bitterness That they felt For how well um, Hamilton had done Throughout the years Even they today Were saying certain things And it was just like Yeah there you go There you go Like You, you have to tell the truth At some point Like some of the shit That's happening Is not right It's not right And Ted um, Ted Kravitz Did that a lot In today's race Um I feel like there were even people who conspired to not have this car to be at the level that it needed to be. There's the devil card under here as well. Lots of dark energy, lots of dark energy. Like there, things are not as airy fairy as people try to make out. There is, there is like, there is danger afoot because, you know, 
that's what white supremacy and maintaining it will do to some people. So it's important to really stay prayerful and to stay centered and to, to remain diligent. You know, don't let an oversight of something, something cause you any um, pain. Um, so, well, he doesn't listen, but I hope that helps anyway, for those who know and who do listen. Um, so that is that for start your motors, I believe. So let me move to straw of the week, which is nice and quick. My straw of the week go, oh, well, no, sorry. The next Grand Prix is going to be Italy. So that's next week because, um, this was a triple header. So we had spa as in we had the Belgian Grand Prix, we had the Dutch Grand Prix. And now we're going to the Italian, uh, Grand Prix next week. So that's a triple header. Then they get a break. Um, so yeah, my straw of the week goes out to Femi Olaleye. I think his name is just making sure I got that right because it's just atrocious reading some of these things. Sometimes straw of the week. I know some of you have sent me straw, um, of the week things as well that I haven't gotten around to. Um, let me see what I chose. Do, 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 do. Yes, here we go. Um, she set me up and I failed. This is Dr. Femi Olalea's um, statement after being caught and arrested by his wife for having sexual relations with a minor living in his, in his home. She, sh- she knows my weakness and she used it against me. Um, how can your weakness be the body of a minor, Dr. Femi? This was tweeted by um, Anthony Fedora, Anthony underscore Fedora. Um, Thank you, Kate Henshaw, for speaking out. Thank you for not making excuses on his behalf, despite him knowing him being an acquaintance. Um, We must protect our girls, our children from sexual predators and groomers at all times. If you see something, say something. Um, I'm glad that this was pointed out. This was pointed out by Kate Henshaw, um, who spoke about what Femi Olaleye had done. And this is why ultimately I said I wanted to make um, the House Girls documentary because so much abuse happens to young girls when they are working and living with families um, and they're meant to be the house help. We find that things like this happen and it's disgusting. How can he say she knows my weakness? Your weakness is young girls. Like you don't, you don't feel shame. You don't feel shame. And usually I'm glad that the woman took this action or his wife took this action because usually um, that's not what's done. Usually they start beating the girls and accusing the girls of seducing their husbands. So I'm just glad that that's not the path that they went down this time. It says here, um, popular Nigerian cancer care advocate in sexual harassment scandal. Um a popular Nigerian medical practitioner and cancer care advocate, Femi Olaleye, has been accused of sexually violating a minor. Mr. Olaleye, the managing director of Optimal Care Centre, Surulere, Lagos, was accused of harassing a niece of his wife, um, Remy Olaleye, uh, for one year and nine months. The caregiver was also accused of threatening to deal with his wife, who reportedly informed the police of the incident and is now pressing charges. The Lagos State Police Command said it was aware of the case and that the file is currently with its legal unit for legal advice. Um, popular Nigerian actresses Kate Henshaw and Damilola Adekoya, who is known for her stage name Princess, recently released videos about the matter. Ms. Henshaw in her video said the accused once confirmed the allegation to her during one of the cancer care outreaches um, held recently by the doctor's organisation. 
the actresses have therefore called on the Lagos State Domestic and Sexual Violence Response Team and various non-government organisations involved in cases of rape and sexual abuse to do more in protecting children from sexual abuse and sexual violators. Mr. Olaleye could not be reached for his stance as he did not pick up calls or reply to messages sent to him. Of course he didn't. Um... Miss Henshaw's uh, Henshaw, who said her post was necessary based on her relationship with the accused said she was surprised that Mr. Olaleye who had earlier confessed to her for of falling into a trap allegedly set for him by his wife later denied a few weeks after via short text messages they both exchanged. She said, I've known Dr. Femi for many years. He had approached me to help in his advocacy for breast cancer screening. For years, I've supported his vision and even put in money towards um, helping women get screening. On the 9th of July, we met again at another advocacy event where he partnered with Reddington Hospital on Victoria Island, Lagos. Miss Henshaw said at the event, she asked after his wife and Mr. Olalea, said they were now separated and that she kicked him out of the house. He went on to say, I will admit to you, Kate, that she set me up and I fell for it. When I asked what happened, he said she brought a young girl to the house and he did stuff with her. He blamed his wife for knowing his weakness and still went ahead to bring the girl to the, um, she still went ahead to bring the girl to the house. He said, he even said she arrested him at, at that time and told me that I pro, when I pro, probed further that he had sexual affairs with the girls uh, with the girl but didn't mention that she's a minor or that she is um, his wife's niece he just told me other things and I said all right take it easy and resolve it with your wife um Essential said the doctor's wife later reached out to her after a while and told her what really transpired. She said Mr. Olaleye sent her videos confirming that Mr. She said Mrs. Olaleye sent her videos confirming that Mr. Olaleye had been sleeping with the minor for a long time, but claimed she could not post the video due to the minor involved. I sent him a message to express my disappointment and told him to go to submit himself to the authorities, but his response was that he totally understands and added that he cannot remember admitting to me that he had sexual relationships um, relations with with anyone. Um, Meanwhile, in another viral video on social media, Princess said she had also known the doctor for a long time and has joined in his advocacy against breast cancer and has learnt a lot from him. She said she uh, also just found out that he had been abusing his wife's niece and was was threatening her as well. Princess said he would threaten her with all this fetish stuff that the day she talked, she would die. And then he started um, giving her some pills to prevent pregnancies. The worst of it is that the case was reported and the next day he he was supposed to be charged to court but because he had um, he made an undertaking that it will not happen again he was detained and released princess said the doctor started going to his wife's house to threaten her and sent people um, after her to kill her in another audio that Princess played online, a voice allegedly belonging to Mr. Olaleye's mother was heard threatening another person in the conversation that her son should be spared because doing such is not a new thing. The other party in the conversation was said to be Ms. Olaleye. The um, voice said, is it a big deal to molest a minor? Why do you want to take the case too seriously? Is my son the first person to rape a minor? Why do you want to take the life of my son? Um, my son came home and told me what he did and that you are not supporting him, but instead want to kill him. In the name of Jesus, nothing will happen to my son. It is you that will die and it is you that will be cursed. Princess claimed that Mr. Olalea was in London before he was accused by patients of sexual molestation and was sacked. The development she alleged um, led to the crash of the doctor's first marriage. Um, 
Apart from switching off his personal line, all telephone lines on the website of Mr. Olaleye's known organisations, including the hospital, have been switched off. Meanwhile, the doctor has also reportedly reportedly changed his um, status profile on social media platforms to private to avoid the public reaching out to him via um, messages. Um, Mothers like that need to burn in hell. So my first suck your mum goes out to his actual mother, you raggedy, useless cow, you prick. Um, it is you and your son that will in fact suffer, not the people who are trying to do right in this world by rectifying um, the the effects of his disgusting behaviour. And, um, you know, I'm glad that his wife decided to do something and more women, more wives should not allow for this to stand. But you can see the intimidation. Like Nigeria, Lagos specifically, is a very, very, very misogynistic society. And it makes it extremely hard to speak up, especially for those who don't hold much societal power. So I'm glad that they are trying to help this girl and that actresses who do have platforms are speaking out in this way, even though they've worked with him before. Because oftentimes when people have worked with someone and something wild comes out about them, they feel like, oh, they don't want to say anything because they, f- they feel ashamed for the proximity. But in fact, speak up, speak out and be like, rah, I didn't even know that they move like that. This is wild. I will not stand for such and I do not want to be affiliated with such. That is how you go forward. And then finally, you, um, Femi Olaleye, like, may you rot in hell. May you burn, burn in hell. Like, may your hell start here first. May every spirit start flogging you rigorously and vigorously dealing with you and then when you finally take your last breath I hope that all the demons rise from where they are and they start tearing you to pieces for an eternity that's what I hope for you anyway that is that 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 is that for this week's episode I really feel like I talked and talked and talked like a talker but I had to give the people then what they want I pray that you will look after yourselves. I am exhausted. I need to go and get some food. You can follow me on at Collection of Cough or at Say Your Mind Pod. Um, keep an eye out for the announcements for the um, extra guests that we're going to be having at the live show. I look forward to seeing the majority of you there. Like I said, I'll also post about when the merch will be up on the website so you can pre-order and then pick it up on the day of the show, um, a little, you know, an hour or so before at the pickup spot. Um, yeah, follow me on at Collection of Coffee or I See Your Mind Pod. Send your letters, your tarot questions, all of that good stuff to sym at kalechiokafo.com. Remember to comment and share your thoughts as you're listening, listening to the episode. Um, I love reading them all. And yeah, catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping here Hard time scrolling for your long trots You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind